because I feel like at the end of the day, I'm just the kid who makes beats. (laughs) (laughs) The kid in the cave makes beats. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell is up? What the? Hi, my name is Claire and I'm here to chat with artists, creators, and inspired folks about passion and their visions for success on an earth that's melting. We'll talk about identity, creativity, community, and how art can cultivate healing and change. Along the way, you'll hear music from rising indie artists. I believe the art is meant to connect us. When we listen, respond, and create, we connect and have the power to make change, even while living on this chaotic earth. So what the hell is up with you? Hello there, and welcome back to What the Hell is Up? It's episode four, and I'm tuning in from a new location. I just moved to a shared house in the Central District, and I'm super excited because I'm going to be setting up a dedicated recording space in my little office here, which is going to be so awesome because if you've been listening, you probably know that oftentimes I was recording alone from my closet. (laughs) So I'm just super excited, and it's going to be so groovy and colorful. Thank you for being here to listen. I hope that you're doing so, so well. Today's episode is all about beats, and specifically, I'm featuring a local beat maker and producer named Kodo. Um, Kodo reached out to me on Instagram and basically just hit me up and wanted to talk about potentially collaborating on the podcast. Some artists, I believe, survive by making, not just because they're able to support themselves with their craft, but because their art literally fuels their life force. For Kodo, this is undeniably true. After meeting through Instagram, I was immediately enchanted by his beats. Obviously, I'd heard beats before, but I had never connected them in the same way. His work is just like strikingly simple and yet consistently groovy. It vibes and just feels very cathartic to me. When Kodo got in touch with me, I knew that I'd love the opportunity to hear about his process and get to know the person behind the beats. He mentioned that it'd be cool for listeners to hear about the magic that happens in production work, which I completely agree with. How often have you heard an epic song that is really the culmination of production magic and a firebeat? Certainly, all of the participants in a fully produced song play a role in the art which emerges, but the role of the audio engineer in this day and age is undeniably powerful. A funky beat provides the backdrop for a genre that is usually filled with lyrics fueled by personal story and social unrest. I can't understate the power that resides within a fire beat. (laughs) When Kodo DM'd me his album, Beats by Kodo, it was back in June. Summer was just setting in. I was sitting outside on a bench on East Union Street in the Central District, drinking an iced coffee. I was getting ready to head into work that night, as I do when I'm just constantly listening to music every moment I have in between. His beats made me vibe. A good beat seems to rest in this perfect in-between between grooving and calming and makes me eager to listen more. And his beats completely did that for me. 
From the beginning of the conversation we had, we immediately vibed. Turns out a beat can be a great backdrop of a conversation too. I really appreciate the way that some musicians are able to just cultivate a vibe and Kodo's work really does. Kodo works at Studio Sage in Seattle, which is a premier recording studio where so many local artists are recording and making amazing work. You may have heard of the Seattle Sessions, which is an album where they got 150 artists together at Sage to record with local hip hop and artists and rappers. When I stepped into Sage, I was just inspired. It's like a dark cave of magic making. All of these studio artists are working hard on stuff, creating magic for all kinds of artists in this Seattle area. The energy is palpable and the vibe is very, very chill, if you know what I mean. <laughs> After getting to know Kodo, I've gotten to know his absolute obsession with his craft and his commitment to making the dopest music possible. Not only are his creations brilliant on their own, but they their fire backs the stories of local rappers and other artists who bring additional story to the already transcendent sound. I won't say anything more, and I'll just let you enter into this conversation that we had. Okay, well, I'm here with Kodo in this awesome studio at Sage Recording Studio in Seattle, and we're gonna talk about his music and what's going on with him. Um, so what the hell is up with you, Kodo? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I um just adjusting to like the pace of summer, I think. I don't know. I feel like for me it I'm already kind of busy. Oh, but then the heat, yeah. It makes so <laughs> much I don't know, there's just so much energy going on right now and I feel like everybody is like we have to go hard, yeah, like yeah. enjoy the sun and like keep everything going and yet we're like really kind of exhausted yeah, because yeah. the the heat is like, just, it's a lot for us as Washingtonians. Oh yeah. No, I feel like we were all <laughs> indoors for such a long time too. And everybody got vaxxed and everybody wants to do everything at once now. Like, <laughs> I'm like, calm down. It's not going anywhere. True. <laughs> I know. We should pace ourselves. Because yeah. we're just going to run out of steam. <laughs> yeah. Have you been like doing anything fun lately? I'm going to be working hard. No, I have not done anything but work. Um went to a bar like my first time like a couple weeks ago for the first time since covid and it's just weird it was like uh i don't know i have to get used to it but You're like i'm just used to my cave like studio yeah, here exactly no <laughs> i uh i forget what time of day it is i walk outside and i'm surprised by the sun so it's kind of weird yeah totally well um like can you talk about like what you do here and like what this place is yeah definitely um this is a professional multi-tracking recording studio um this is like the top of the line pretty much here <laughs> um studio sage located here in seattle washington um yeah today is actually the six-year anniversary for sage so shout out to uh, shout out to them for giving me a job <laughs> yeah that's so rad yeah um so they actually they run an internship program which is uh what i started it about i want to say about six or seven months ago and um it's really just you show up and you help out where you can you pick up after people you, you're pretty much a studio rat um and uh 
pick up on like how to dialogue with customers, how to how to work sessions, and it's 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 weird. It's a lot of information at once, but uh, if you can handle it, it's definitely worth it. And then from there, uh, they they just saw that I loved sleeping here, I guess, and then they gave me a job. <laughs> so um, pretty much, I do tracking for like vocals. Um, record bands sometimes, um, a lot of mixing, pretty much anything that goes into actually recording a song. We also do uh, music videos here too, which is pretty crazy, but um, pretty much all of it, yeah, besides actually releasing the song. <laughs> oh, that's so tight. Um, so how much of your own creative projects do you think you work on here versus like how much you're working on for like other artists? Um, let's see, so I would say it's, a, it's probably half and half. Just okay. for the main reason that I love making beats, like, as much as I do. Pretty much as, as soon as the session's over, it's as soon as that's what I'm doing, I'll probably get food, and then I'll come back and start making beats. Um, that's just, like, my natural habitat, I guess. Dang. Uh, yeah. That's why you have... How many beats did you say you've made? <laughs> well, okay, so if we're thinking about it over the six years, yeah, probably around 5,000 beats. <laughs> <laughs> that's outrageous um i love it it's uh it's my piece keeps me going for sure when did how did you first start making beats like how old were you and how did you first start getting into music well as a as a full puerto rican music's just always been in my life i guess um my mom used to break dance <laughs> Whoa. yeah so like uh she was always into like the scene i guess like the the hip shit and um she always like was playing fire like she took me to a concert when i was nine she took me to a snoop dogg concert at nine years old like <laughs> that was one of the moments where i was like damn music is kind of kind of dope <laughs> like <laughs> um i just remember like asking my mom if i could curse like during part of the songs and i felt so amazed like she said yeah bro i was like let's go um and yeah, that was definitely one of the reasons why I fell in love with all of that. And then like, I saw movies like Step Up and like Drumline that were just like, they were dance, but they were music oriented. Cause that's like, that's like what I started as. I was a dancer first. Like if you ask anybody from my past or growing up with me, I was always the kid at lunch dancing or like doing some weird shit in the corner for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, then all that, all that is just where my, my love for music comes from for sure. Um, then eventually it just like turned into, oh, I can like, I can tap a beat out on a, like on, on a table. And then from there it turns into like, oh, I can actually make a, like a beat on a computer. Um, I guess it started off with just like my mom bought me this computer when I was 16. Yeah, 16. And um, it was a little Amazon laptop. Like it was small and tiny, but I, I made the most fire beats. Don't get it wrong. Like you can ask <laughs> yeah. anybody. I made fire on that shit and I still have it. It's in my trunk. Um, yeah. So I started making beats. I'd say around 16 for sure. And um, it's crazy thinking back. Like I <laughs> people, um, people think it's a lot harder to actually start like start something i guess and i get and i guess in circumstances it is for sure but like as long as there's a will there's there's a way like you'll you'll get it done if you really want to does that make sense oh yeah that's definitely what i felt the entire time like i can i can make that shit happen like it's not it's not impossible 
Yeah, sure. Especially if you already have those kind of music influences in the background and For like sure. the support of your mom. Oh yeah, my mom's my number one fan. Shout out my mom's. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool. Well, did you have somebody like kind of teaching you or were you doing like internet research yeah, or you just um, like write it out? Uh, for the first couple years, I didn't want to look on the internet. As dumb as that sounds, I kind of just wanted to figure it out on my own. Um, I guess, um, yeah, there's no way I could have gotten any of this done without an old roommate I used to have. His name's Craig. Uh, he is a... Uh, He's a maniac. He makes some of the most fire beats I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, he, he pretty much just showed me the way, like, like this is the way you must do this. Like, he guided me, and um, it it rocketed from there. Like, I remember making my first beat in his room when I like the day my laptop like shipped. Like two hours later, I downloaded this software and I started making beats. Like. I don't know, it was just so easy. It, it just felt so so natural. And uh, yeah, he really showed me how to make it not stressful, I guess. Like, people like to overthink stuff a lot. And uh, I guess I try not to when it comes to making music. Just let it all happen. I completely agreed with him. When I started this podcast, I recorded on my iPhone and I got a free download of Audacity. Sometimes the hardest part is just having the belief and then starting. I think the interesting thing about electronic beats is that they are such a modern way to make music, and yet all of it is inspired by sounds which have come before. Kodo's album, Sounds by Kodo, has R&B, soul, and hip-hop vibes. I asked him what kinds of music influences had informed his own work. I'll, I'm inspired by a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I love music from, like, like, I... I I listen to ranges and ranges, like so much music. Um, uh, I'm definitely inspired by like old, like things from the 60s for sure. Like not even just, yeah. My brain's going like a million miles an hour. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many good. things that inspire me. Um, definitely like, uh, like Bossa Nova from like the 60s, like Brazil, like that shit. Oh my God, that's the drums, like the vocals old simple guitar patterns like that shit is bread and butter to me like that it's so fire and then like you go into like the 70s and the 80s and like the disco and the jazz and like it's just they're so iconic like they they all they all sound like their own thing like does that make sense and yeah. that's kind of what i wanted to do i wanted to take all those and kind of make my own thing so i guess we're on that journey right now <laughs> that's so cool yeah i love that um can you talk about your album that we've kind of been listening to? Yeah, yeah. Sounds by Kodo. Uh, go pick that up if you haven't already. <laughs> um, it's um, it's really just uh, I took like because I'm I make eight to ten beats a day, so I'll take like my favorite ones over the stretches of time and put them in like a secret folder, and um, that folder was about fifty beats at a time, and then I cut that down to twenty five. And then I think uh, we ended up with like 16 on the final track list. But um, yeah, those are just like the culmination of my favorite pieces of work that I was able to put together over like the past couple of years. Um, yeah. yeah. So when you first like decided to kind of like make an album, like did you want it to like feel a certain way or did you kind of pull the just the beats that like resonated the most with you? Yeah. Um, 
I still had no idea what actually structuring an album was. I still don't, to be completely honest. I, I still have troubles with it. But, yeah, I guess it was just I had no idea what I was doing. I just put them all together because they felt right. Um, they were the ones that resonated the most with me. So I, I just I wanted to share them with everybody else. Well, I mean, I feel like the vibe, um, it feels cohesive to me, even though maybe it wasn't like. It wasn't planned to be cohesive. That's yeah. yeah. Sure, but <laughs> I appreciate that. When you made the tracks, like, did you then go back and, like, add the track names? Or how did you come up with, like, what you wanted them to be called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the worst at naming my beats. Um, if you look at my computer right now, they're all, like, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84. <laughs> like, and then they're all, like, broken down into the day and then into the week. But these, um, like, I ended up uploading them with the numbers friend told me was like my friend sand he told me he was like nah that shit's not gonna resonate with people like when you when you put a, a name to something it's a lot easier to kind of connect it does that make sense I feel yeah like it was another aspect of doing that um i was just honestly gonna leave it with numbers and leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the only the only people that would resonate with would be like other producers who also make beats oh, like yeah, that yeah no, they'd be <laughs> like oh yeah definitely been there before um, well, so, like, okay, like, Harlem, why did you call it that, do you know? Just, it, the Harlem vibes, like, the vibes are, like, <sighs> so, every Puerto Rican has to travel to New York at some point in time, uh, it's just a thing we do, because that's, like, the capital of the U.S. for Puerto Rico. Harlem is a place where I plan to travel, and, like, I want to just be a true New Yorican for a day. Like, I haven't got that experience yet. Um, but this is what I envision when doing that. Does okay, that make sense? Yeah. Like, this is, this is what I see, or this is what I hear when traveling and going through and just experiencing. Because that's definitely one of the things on my bucket list for sure. That's really, that's really dreamy. Um, it feels very, like, laid back. Yeah. Uh, um. I love drums like this. <laughs> I can listen to stuff like this for hours. I think I did too. I made this one and uh, I think I looped it back for a good two hours while I just like did laundry <laughs> and like all the normal stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, this kind of music, like, I feel like it has like both the ability to like, if you really focus on it, there's just like so many things going on that you can enjoy. But at the same time, like, it's chill enough that it could be in the background without being like abrasive. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could just be there, live there without anyone noticing. Totally. <laughs> my friend called it elevator music once, and I was like, if I hear my song in an elevator, bro, I, I've made it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I once said that about, like, a certain brand of, like, EDM that doesn't vibe with me to my friend, and he was kind of offended, but, like, you're kind of right. That's a full-on compliment. I don't care what you <laughs> When I asked about Lurk, Coda said something that struck me. Honestly, it's something I continue to think about after this conversation. Lurk sounded dark and sinister to me, but not in a scary way. More like in a way to describe that feeling of being alive and yet being close to chaos all the time. It's hard for me to articulate that without sounding totally whack, but Lurk as a beat did articulate it and so did Kodo. Um, okay, what about the song Lurk, though? 
Because, okay, I feel like when I clicked this one, I was like, oh, it feels lurking to me. So maybe it's yeah, as simple are, as that. Exactly. No, this was like, this is like you're walking home and sketchy vibes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the vibes are vibing with you. Does that make sense? Like, yes, it's a lot at once. But at the same time, it's not enough. Like you're you're there, but you're not. <laughs> it's a whole mind fuck. <laughs> um, damn. Yeah, no, I. It's crazy because I I remember making every single one of these beats, every single one of these beats, and like just the moment I made it, I'm like, yep, this is it. I'm gonna be famous. This is this is my ticket in. <laughs> like every every producer, I don't care what anybody says, every producer has had that thought when making a fire beat. Like, because if not, they would have never posted it. They would have just left it on their their laptop. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? This is I like I remember calling my brother just like listen to this shit, bro. Listen to this shit. This is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess that's why these ones made the cut. Exactly. Exactly. There's even some that I wanted to release that didn't make the cut for like sample reasons. Um sampling's a bitch. Hate that. Can you describe that a bit more? Oh man. Okay, so sample clearance. Um you have to own the rights over the sample that you want to use, correct? So if I wanted to use a sample from somebody else, like a, like another like another artist or someone who owns that sample, I have to get permission from right. them. Yeah, so I have to pay them a certain amount upfront or give them royalties, whatever gets worked out in the contract. Um, but sometimes that gets so hard and people just want so much money and like, I mean, I get it, I totally get it, but like, I think J. Cole said this, like, if the world, in, if you can be inspired by the world, let the world inspire, like, you, like, uh, like, I remember I tried to clear a sample once, and the person was dead, so I had to go through their, like, their estate, and I never got an email back, and I had this fire that was just sitting on my computer that I couldn't do anything with. Wait, like, so where did you get the sample? YouTube, um, vinyl so records. So is it from, like an old piece of music and you just like yeah, really like the, the sound. one i wanted was an old uh fuck, i can't remember the name but it was like 1965 1966 it was an old soul record but i never heard back from them so i'm like i can't do anything with it because legally i could put it out and they could be like oh we want all the money for this song because you never got credit from us yeah make sense? so i don't want to take that step and end up biting the bullet so it's, I don't know, it's a game. Kind of got to learn how to play it. Yeah, that's crazy because I feel like there's like a fine line between what is like being copied and what is being inspired by. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. People, <laughs> people are just, people refuse to be inspired naturally sometimes. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, when I say that, I mean, like, people will be inspired, and as opposed to taking that inspiration and working into something new, they're like, oh, look at that inspired me. I got to copy that. I got to do it word by word, because that's what worked for them. But because it worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Does that make sense? Like, it's, everybody's lane is different. Everybody works in different ways. Everybody's luck is going to come at a different time. Just because they got it doing this method doing this at that time doesn't mean 
it's going to work for you necessarily, but that also doesn't mean like you can't sit here and like learn from that. Like that's that's what the inspiration should do. It should be like, "Oh, I see that. I'm going to work mine kind of how they work theirs, but it's still going to be me." And oh, I feel yeah. like that's where it gets swayed. People kind of just end up trying to be like this other person and then they get thrown into this category where they're like, "Oh, he's just another what's it called? Wannabe." Like Oh, absolutely. Sense? I mean, I feel like it's the same for like kind of personal expression or style like whether you're appreciating someone else or like trying to copy them like we all can only be who we are and like we're meant mm -hmm. to be ourselves because there's no one else who's like us yeah no facts this part of the conversation that started with a discussion a discussion about sampling really really resonated with me the idea that you should be inspired by instead of copy other people in the age of social media is so challenging how do we stay authentic to who we really are and what our art is rather than simply attempting to copy someone else when we're constantly being exposed to other people it's a really tricky balance but i believe that part of it has to do with just forgetting about the opinions of others and not letting any fears getting in the way, just resting in your own personal freedom of expression. When I've been making this podcast, I've even just been thinking about how can I continue to engage with local artists and respond to what they're making and think deeply about it, yet stay authentic to my own truth and my own identity being expressed through the podcast. We're going to take a little break to listen to the Anchor ad. Hope you're doing so well and that you're enjoying the episode. Um, okay, can you talk about more like what does it look like to like make something with an artist who comes to the studio? Like what is the process like and like what's your role in it? Especially for like people who, you know, they wouldn't know like what a producer is doing behind the scenes to like create like mm -hmm. a fire song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, like, a lot of things come to play. Like, um, for example, a lot of artists will come ready with work to the studio. Like, they'll come with their stuff ready, laid out. Like, I need to do this. I need to do this. This is going to happen. Then we're doing this. Then we're doing this. But then other times, there's artists who just come in with no game plan. <laughs> and they're just like, all right, what are we doing today? And I'm just like... That's where my job gets a little bit harder because I kind of got to piece things together. Um, but my job essentially is just to get them behind the microphone, get them sounding good, their levels right, press record. <laughs> um, yeah, just get their takes sounding good, make sure everything sounds cohesive, one piece, um, fading everything in and out, making sure making sure everything just sounds good. Like it's, That's literally my job, making sure it sounds good. Um, There'll be other instances where I like I produce the beat that they're working on, so like I'll I'll have to go back and tweak the beat a little bit to kind of work with their vocals a little more, or like like there'll be other instances where they bring a YouTube beat and I'm like, okay, we're gonna work with this. This will be fun. Um, 
it's it's different, I guess, every time. It's always fun, and I'm always learning, that's for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's so neat. Um, what's your favorite part of the process, or, like, what excites you the most about, like, working with artists in, in this process? Pressing play at the end of the night. Like, after you've recorded everything you needed to, and, like, you're done, everything's done, you can just sit there and listen to it and vibe, like, after you've freshly made it, that's that's undeniably the <laughs> best part right there. Like that's like the accomplishment. That's a cherry on top. You're just like, yep, we did that. <laughs> Fuck with this. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like you're kind of like part of the team that helped make it with them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I find myself turning into a sole member of a lot of these camps and a lot of these teams just because they were lacking that support. Um, and I'm more than willing to help. Like however I can, in every way I can, that's for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, as, like, creators, it's really, like, amazing when somebody is kind of, like, behind your project who's, like, mm. adding an element to it and then supporting it because then you feel like you're not alone uh, in making something. Shout out all the creators, warming <laughs> hearts out there. It feels good. Showing love and support. Yeah, no, that, that, it, I feel like it's lost now. Like people are kind of scared to collab, or like uh, people are worried about what other other people really think yeah. about their projects. But I feel like a lot of us just have our guard up, like for no reason. You just need to let it down and be like, "Yeah, dude, this is awesome!" Like, show other people this. <laughs> like, get this out there. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's so true. Like. But once you do have somebody else from the outside, like who's outside of your head, who's not like overthinking things to be like, oh, wait, yeah, like this is cool. Yeah. It really yeah. helps. When it comes to like taking like vocal takes, do you provide much input about like the vocalists, like the quality of their like vocals or more of like the sound like quality? Uh, it definitely depends on the artist. There's artists who I work with who want like no input they they know what they're doing they've been doing this for a long time or like they just don't like that outer voice does that make sense but then there's artists who i work with who have that level of like i guess vulnerability like they're willing to like take advice and work with it that stuff right there that's the key because that makes working with other artists so much easier like being receptive and actually taking notes um that's that's those are the artists I love working with for sure. Cause then like I can hear something that's a little off, and like we can go back fix it, boom, and then it's gold. Like it all just sounds so much better because we're working together as opposed to him just working on his ideas with no input. I'm not saying like it wouldn't help, but it always helps to like kind of just just trust your engineer. Just trust li everybody listening. Trust your engineer. They they've been doing this. They listen to tons <laughs> of voices. They work with tons of people. Just trust them. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, they're trying to make the best thing possible. Um, yeah, no engineer is going to sit here and work on track and not care about it because their name is going to be the one attached to it. That makes sense? Like, it's going to be on their resume. When I look at that, I'm like, yeah, no. So if that's the case, I got to make this as fire as I possibly can.
Koto what he thought that he was especially gifted in offering artists. And he told me that he felt like he could give that professional radio sound that everybody is looking for. I would also say that he brings an enthusiastic energy and just positive spirit to collaboration. We then started talking about the way that being surrounded by other artists who are working hard is really infectious energy to be around and how cool it is to for him to be working at Sage in a place that's just been around so much amazing music and creative energy. For sure, for sure. Being surrounded by people like that kind of just makes you want to go that much harder. Makes you, kind of pushes you. It, it should, you should be surrounded by people who want to make you work harder. Like that's what makes you the best you. Does that make sense? That's it right there. That's what you chase. Like you want to be super saiyan you. You want to be the best version definitely being here makes me that for sure yeah damn that's a word (laughs) i mean if you're constantly being around inspired people like that i feel like you're changed every time like in a way you're kind of like learning something new about art or yourself like every day (laughs) every day no yeah you're always constantly learning there's not there's not a day i haven't been learning here for sure it's like I still learn stuff from the interns. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, just like, wait a second, I don't do that. <laughs> Teach me that real quick. That's so cool. There's just, there's so many things that you couldn't learn, and there's so many things always changing that. So you gotta stay on your toes, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's like funny that you mentioned like being inspired by an intern, because I remember like we were talking before about how people have this idea that in order to be successful like you have to have like a certain number of followers or like for somebody to be talented like it has to show up in the numbers yeah sadly we live in that day and age uh where people will not support you unless your follower count is higher than theirs like it's kind of it's a sad thing um i really wish we could work on that i don't know how exactly i just make music i wish we could work on that but (laughs) it's like i don't know people um People just got to let that shit go. Like, as, as as simple as that sounds, like, most of the fire people live in your city, and you just don't want to look at them because they're in your city, and they have X amount of followers, and they're not even that popping. Like, that shit's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like, that shit's so stupid. Oh, no, you absolutely can. I mean, it's called it's okay. called What the Hell is Up. So we're trying to Just get real here. <laughs> Just been crazy. So tough, like, Gonna have to bleep out every moment. My mom's gonna listen to this like... <sighs> hey, your mom said you could um, swear at the Snoop Dogg concert. This is facts. <laughs> this is facts. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, no. People gotta let that back the fire people I work with, no one knows them. It's just a matter of time before they blow up. They're gonna blow up and then I'm gonna be on the side. Like, hey, I've been telling you about this. Like, this has been a thing, but you ain't wanna come around. Like, that's how it turns out for a lot of these cats. Like, no one wants to support until they make it. It's sad because you could have been around like the ride the whole time.
whole time. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I feel like, I feel like with art, I mean, there's just so much more than meets the eye with people, like, which is why I like to wonder, like, well, what else is this person doing? Because, like, there's just so much creative genius, like, within, I mean, honestly, within everyone, but, like, with, you know, artists, like, who aren't saying that much about what they're making or like, I just believe that everybody has something to create and share and a story that's in there. And if you trust in that automatically, then it doesn't matter how many followers they have or even like how many things they have out there that look super polished because like maybe they just haven't had the opportunity or like the tools to like create it. But that that doesn't mean like the art isn't in there exactly why i take my job so seriously like i i try and show people that there's so much more out there like there's there's so much that they're shielding themselves to just for that just because of that like they don't want to step out their little comfort zone or they're not pleased by the amount of followers this person has like it doesn't oh man that shit gets me well because up. a lot of it comes <laughs> down to like marketing too and yeah, marketing is huge. I mean, you got to be able to invest in yourself. Like, these are things you realize as an artist, though, like, throughout the game. Like, the beginning, none of that shit matters. You just got to find out what your art is and, like, what makes it you. Yeah, and I feel like, well, I feel like a big part of that journey as an artist, too, is, like, figuring out what art you're supposed to be making. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for sure. And even even then, like, not even... You shouldn't even have to conform yourself to just no. making one art. Like people feel, I feel like people do that shit all the time. Like you can do it. <laughs> well, yeah, and like with the age of like algorithms, like it kind of can commodify specific styles and like encourage people to like create a brand and then like have to create consistency with what they make, which is like good in a sense because like it's good to like at least have a focus but then at the same time it's like but who's defining what you're making like you get to define that and like try out different things and and figure out what what it is like supposed to be what makes you tick what makes you happy like all the art that you're putting out shouldn't i mean not necessarily it shouldn't please anybody else because of course you want to please your fans and your friends you want to make people happy with what you make but at the end of the day if you're happy about what you made, this like piece of art or whatever you came up with, and that makes you happy, that's it. I mean, that should be the piece of cake that you're looking for. Like, no one's, no one else should be your fuel for that. Oh Does yeah. That make sense. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like if you went through this life and like are making what inspires you and like what makes you happy, like. I mean, you're the one who has to satisfy yourself with it. And it's like, I, it's an endless quest to try to satisfy others and try to figure out, like, what will be well-liked and what will be well-received. So might as well just make what, make, like, make what makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gems. Nothing but gems on this show, <laughs> I'm telling you. But, um, yeah, so this next one is, um, so it's me and uh, Chase and reggie and this is just something that we uh we all cooked up at reggie's house one day and uh, i had to show it like 
This has just been sitting on my phone for too long. That's great. <laughs> Koto had mentioned that this song by him, Afterspace, and another artist named Chase was the product of a spontaneous hangout. While we were listening, I asked Koto what his dream was or what success means to him. I knew that making beats was his piece and that making beats inspired him more than anything. But what was it that he wanted to chase the most? What would it look like to have made it in some fashion? He mentioned that he used to be a manager at a pool that he would make beats behind the desk until he was able to get the internship at Sage, quit his job, and started working full-time at the studio. I'm kind of living it. I can't. Like, as weird as that sounds, and as cliche as that sounds, I used to dream about shit like that. I used to dream about people who wake up and go to a studio and wake up and work on music. Stuff like this kind of just pushes me to think what else is possible like what else can i do um i didn't think i could make it this far like i think like a year ago today no no a year ago today like a couple days ago i got a video on my phone from my from snapchat like my memories popped up and it was a video of me talking to myself it was like bro if you still work at this job in a year we gotta make some serious changes and like saying that shit like kind of I almost cried like I was like I really made those changes and I really made that happen so I can like you can do whatever the fuck you want like you can really chase your dreams you can you can do anything you feel is possible like as long as there's a will there's a way you can chase that shit like my main goal with all this shit really is to buy my mom like a big ass house and like build myself one of these <laughs> random ass studios in a in a farm somewhere like undisclosed from everybody else like and I know I'm going to make it happen just because, like, it's, it's in the cards. It's what I'm built to do. Like, it's, it's just me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, like, already enjoying the dream that, like, you have now, you're, like, already relishing in the accomplishment. It's a, it's a lot. Like, I still kind of wake up and pinch myself, like... I don't mean to get soft or anything, but I used to sleep on a couch, bro. Like, I had nothing to my name but the clothes that fit in my car and that little Amazon laptop. Shout out the Trap Boys. Shout out Mondo. Shout out fucking... Shout out Rice. Shout out <laughs> Greg. Shout out Mitch, Kevon, A-Town. All them. Wes. All them. Shout out all my boys. Because I slept on their couch, and all I did was make beats. I had nothing. Nothing else. And I just kept perfecting my sound until I was able to sell those beats and then make money off the product and then buy a house and then buy a car and buy all these things. I'm getting soft. This shit's making me cry. Like, no no cap. Like, it, it's a lot to think about at once because it all happened so fast, but it's real. It's really real. And it, it it's possible. Like, it's all possible. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a lot. We've come a long way in a, 
shout out to everybody who's helped me in the process because couldn't be anybody without my support system at all. Do you have any anything you would want to say to like your younger self or to like a young kid? Don't stop. I've told myself this all the time. This is a conversation I have with myself all the time. Do not stop. Keep going. I know you're thinking about quitting and I know that job sucks right now, bro, but keep going. Don't stop. Keep making beats behind the desk at your work. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> keep doing that. Okay? Take the internship, make no money, almost go broke, but then you're going to be fine because it's going to be worth it. You're going to be doing everything you want to do all time. Like, literally every day, <laughs> I get to wake up and do what I want. Like, that shit, oof, makes me, makes life that much greater. It makes it that much more worth living. Like, it. I was able to make beats while on the job. So, like, it was, it wasn't enough. Like, I wasn't doing enough. Like, if, yeah, the money was cool, but, like, satisfaction is worth more than that. Like, I'll go broke if I'm going to be happy doing it. Like, I promise you that. I, um, I wasn't happy. Like, I would have to put on this fake smile and, like, have to give all this fake customer service, which I was great at. I was great at the customer service. I just want to put that out there. I got an award for my customer service, actually. Also, um, I was at the top of my class in the customer service class I had to Impressive. take. <laughs> but all of that, and I just didn't feel it. Like, I didn't feel happy. And uh, the real happiness was making beats. So I just kept making beats at work because that's what actually felt right. I remember, like, my lifeguards would be like, man, you're going to be out of here one day. You're going to be gonna be working at the studio, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, it's going to happen, bro. I promise you, because I can't stay here. I can't. I will lose my mind. <laughs> Shout out to all the people there. Like, it wasn't bad people. Like, it wasn't it wasn't a bad situation. I, I probably made it sound like that, but it just, it's like, not, people It's have not usually because it's, it's bad. It's just, like, there's something, there's so much more that you wanted to make. and like Exactly. So much more within you that had to kind of be expressed. Exactly. It's uh it's definitely a lot. But I don't know, it was it was worth it. It was all worth it. Cause um mm, made me who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I need to take a word from our sponsors now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who who should be our sponsor? Studio Sage. Of sure. course. Six years. Six years. Happy birthday. Shout out Tim. Tim Sage. Look what you did, bro. Yes, this is because of you. Shout out to Tim. Also, shout out Cameron and Cameron. They're both Camerons. They're both amazing. <laughs> shout out to Brian. Shout out to Dimitri. Shout out to Elijah. All the boys here at Sage. Definitely getting shit done for sure. That's so rad. They all really, they were all really my mentors and all this shit. Like, I had no idea how to do anything when it came to, like, actually recording vocals or Pro Tools or, like, anything like that. I was like a deer in headlights <laughs> every single There's time. There's so like, many nuances. <laughs> like, the whole first week, I was just scared, like, to, to be behind the board. Like, I was just literally shaking just because, like, there were so many things going on. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> but you were scared enough to keep going. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It was like, it, it forced me to 
to to normalize it. Like it made me want to make it so I wasn't scared to a point where I'm like super comfortable behind the board and I can do whatever I want. Like that's what I was chasing from day one for sure. Because I saw them doing that and I'm like, I need to get there. Because once you're at that level, it makes everything so much easier. I'm just like, fuck, I'm almost there. Yeah. <laughs> that's so groovy. The next song that Koda wanted to share on the podcast is a song that he produced for local rapper Sablo. The message of overcoming struggle inherent in this song called Queen Anne continues to inspire me and communicate this message of truth that you gotta believe in yourself and in the people around you to make it where you wanna be. And I think the song also just kind of depicts this journey that Kodo mentioned going on in committing to living out his dream of making beats after working at the pool. You can catch Sablo performing with Nestra, Bundy, Afterspace, and Kivan at High Dive on August 29th. Yeah, this when is did a, you make this? This is, um, so I made the beat probably about like your positive. I need to quick, give a quick shout out to Sablo. Um, this is, uh, this is actually out. Go cop this. This is, uh, this is that fire. Um, Sablo is one of my, one of my artists, one of my brothers. He's, uh, been there for me since day one for sure. Like, uh, me and him um, just have a bond. It's like uh, it's easy every time we lock in the studio. Like it's just it's all spontaneous and it all comes out naturally. Like there's no plan. And this is uh, just a product of that. Yo, I went from door to door until my fucking feet hurt. Stupid sneakers with them holes on the bottom. Petty problems that just need to get gotten. I'm trying to build up my options. They trying to tear down the profit. I told them they cannot stop it. I told them I cannot stop it. Till the suburbs is popping with every boy from the projects and every black girl's deposits. You see from dropping, huh? I'm trying to fly with the goddess. I'm trying to pass on my knowledge. I'm trying to get what I've gotten. Yeah, I'm in the back of this paddy wagon just playing Madden. I use my magic to corrupt the madness. Cause all the sadness in my city make for something tragic i cannot have it i cannot have it northbound in the desert pop a stick with my head hurt i do this shit for the pleasure of every little brother with a single mother stressing for coverage huh in a hurry to a six to six need to find someone to watch a kid yeah i know the feeling always feeling stuck i know the feeling always feeling stuck what's the love man where the love Nah, man, I've been tripping on trash. My hood a fucking mess. My niggas fucking stressed. In a way, I feel we blessed. I found a chest that was signed for the Prince of the West. Inside, you never would guess. I got a show and we blessed. I'm chasing property. I hope my niggas follow me, huh? I went from little nigga living to the top of Queen Anne. I got a plan, man. I feel like the man. They say I can't, but I can. I got a list of demands, yeah. These bitches, Anderson Cooper, man, they keep asking questions. I'm like the teacher with students, the way I'm serving lessons. I tend to speak to the left. I never fold under pressure And for the better I would say get a sweater Cause there's some cold weather coming Never running Always gunning Getting something for nothing Never stress on the progress We got bills to deposit Take a meal for the content I'ma map out the context In every song that we drop in yeah. Um, okay So Beats by Kodo Everywhere I tried to make that apparent Cause it used to be like Kodo or like Kodo underscore Kodo Jr. Like <laughs> hella random But yeah Beats by Kodo um, Beats by Kodo at Gmail Send beats and anything i'm down to work um down to schedule some time here's sage i work 24 hours a day <laughs> that's why he has coffee <laughs> that's why i run off coffee <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me in oh thank you for having me this is crazy <laughs> thanks for having me this is a treat <laughs> i 
definitely need to get you on my show now, like for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> now that you have like this little like podcast pilot. Yes. You're ready to start your journey. <laughs> you have shown me the way. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks guys. I want to thank Kodo for bringing your energy and light into this podcast and for Studio Sage for hosting us. And thank you for listening. I hope that you derived inspiration and magic from this episode. If you want to check out Koda's Beats, check out him on SoundCloud. Um, You can also follow him on Instagram at Beats by Koda, where you can um, find his SoundCloud through there. And... um, artists mentioned in today's episode will be listed in the podcast notes thank you so much for listening if you liked today's episode please rate and review on apple podcasts or send the episode to someone who you think would like it um my podcast intro and transition music is by afterspace whose beats you can also find on soundcloud my podcast logo is by sarah day podcast promo art is by Aubrey McMichael, um, and all editing was done um, by me and mixing by Kodo. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you in the next episode. Blessings. <laughs>